Welcome to another episode of The Cubic Report. We're just getting this podcast off the ground with news of interest, of things that matter in this world. We'll feature interviews, analysis, description of current events in this very, very challenged and very, very wicked world. The area of special interest and focus right now is the Ukrainian nightmare. Today is June 21st, 2022. And LifeNets is heavily engaged in helping in the humanitarian effort to help victims of what was created by the inhumane Russian aggression that has brought death to tens of thousands of civilians and military. One of my principal activities is doing my part in helping with the ongoing tragedy in Ukraine. I have never been so challenged in my life with any activity as serious as this one. I am Ukrainian. I speak the language fluently. My parents were World War II refugees from Ukraine. I have visited Ukraine many times, going back to 1967 when I was a 19-year-old photographer and translator, going on a tour with the American Historical Association and helping one of our professors and authors with photography and with translation. Right now I find myself here in safety, helping people in horrific conditions. The current war between Russia and Ukraine started 117 days ago when Russia attacked Ukraine. Tens of thousands of people have been killed. We must be doing things to help out in the situation. And we have. And I'd like to tell you about the collective efforts of LifeNets and the United Church of God and what has been accomplished. We've been working in two areas of Ukraine where we've had quite a bit of experience and a lot of travel. We work with churches in the western part of Ukraine, where we have worked for almost 31 years continuously. We work with the church organization, and we also work with a mission. We also work in Chernihiv, Ukraine. Chernihiv is located 30 miles due east of Chernobyl. And our first work over there was started by helping children who had problems with health as a result of the 1986 explosion of the Chernobyl nuclear reactor, reactor number four. And we have been working with, since the beginning, and even a year before the beginning, of the Revival Center of the Rehabilitation of Disabled Children. And we have worked with a fine staff of doctors that founded it. We feel very privileged to be part of the founding on the ground floor. And we were very grateful to be able to help in many ways over years. But now that help has turned to helping with the war in Ukraine. Chernihiv has been heavily damaged by the Russians. It's located only 15 miles or so from the Russian border and has taken a great deal of abuse and damage from the Russian military. 70% of the city is destroyed. Western Ukraine, where we work with the churches, is relatively safe. And we've been trying to put the two other areas together and finding a way in which the people in the West can help with people in the East and North. We have worked, first of all, in the West with the church, and we have uh, worked with a family and a church that has helped refugees streaming from the East and headed for the West to Poland, Slovakia, Hungary, Romania. And we have uh, provided them transportation and transit and even temporary lodging 
in the city of Hoost, where we have had projects and we had a number of people that I have known over the years that have been participating in projects in that area. LifeNest has been providing food, transportation money for gas, and diesel, and food, and also providing bags of food for people coming in from the east who have oftentimes been cared for by people in local villages who have been very, very hospitable. But of course, that's a drain and a strain, and especially at a time when people don't have work and they can only go so far. So we've helped a lot with food and with uh, fuel at this time. The other place is Chernihiv, as I mentioned, which is in the vicinity of Chernobyl. It's about 30 miles due east. It's been badly bombed. 70% of the city has sustained damage from cruise missiles, rockets, shelling, mortars, shooting, gunfire continuously. Our center of rehabilitation has not been touched, and very, very fortunately so, but had lost all its utilities for weeks. One thing that we've been grateful for is that we've had good communications. We thank Elon Musk and Starlink for providing excellent communications between us and the staff of the Revival Center. But a problem that's occurred here right now is that the children have been traumatized and tormented by the war. This is not movies they're watching. What they are watching and seeing around them is real life shooting, explosions, fearful activities outside. They see soldiers fighting one another out in the streets. Our plan right now is to do something about this. We'll be talking about this in future podcasts. But the kids really do need a respite. We've been working with the governors of both provinces, the province of Chernihiv, which is a separate you know, province, and also Transcarpathia out west. And at this point, I would like to give a special thanks to all those who have contributed to LifeNets. We want to thank you very, very much for your financial support, for your encouraging notes, and this has gone a long, long ways in us providing help. We are able to get money, we are able to get goods to these parts of the world and provide help. Just recently, our local newspaper, the Claremont Sun, did a story about LifeNets. It was based on a press release written by one of the board members for LifeNets, Michael Snyder, who wrote a press release and sent it to several outlets. And the Claremont Sun picked it up and did a newspaper article. And I thought the best way to be able to share it with you and the information is just to plain read the article in its total. This article gives historical and current perspectives along with the summary coverage of current LifeNet's relief efforts that first appeared regarding the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. The article relates the historic activities of Victor and Beverly Kubik, including a photo of me standing in front of the destroyed Chernobyl number four reactor. It also includes info about how we can help today, and this can all be found by going to our website, lifenets.org, L-I-F-E-N-E-T-S dot O-R-G. We are proud to acknowledge the support from M-E-K, which is Michael and Jamie Snyder's company, Marketing, Engagement, and Knowledge, and also their Facebook posts on their Facebook page. We are providing critical relief today. LifeNets has been actively engaged in humanitarian activities in Ukraine for more than two decades, including the original efforts related to the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. The article is entitled LifeNets, Batavia Organization Making a Personal Difference in Ukraine. 
The date is May 19th, one month ago. The first reports were heartbreaking. LifeNets International held a 20-year history in helping children victims of Chernobyl to children with disabilities at the Revival Center in Chernihiv. The city of 285,000 in northern Ukraine was being viciously bombed and overrun by Russian troops. Civilian casualties mounted. It was devastating news, said Viktor Kubik of Batavia, who founded LifeNet's International Humanitarian Organization with his wife Beverly 23 years ago. I had spoken directly with officials at the Revival Center just a few days before the Russian invasion, and most thought then that the hostilities could be avoided. The military assault was a shock. Previously, LifeNets had collected and distributed more than $1 million in various relief efforts over time in Ukraine. Since the war began, Cubic and LifeNets have raised more than $150,000 to directly support relief efforts in Ukraine, including funds donated by the local Batavia Rotary International Club, where Cubic is an active member there. The funds are being used to provide food and supplies. And you can see all this on our website at lifenets.org. Already supporting war victims in Ukraine, LifeNets has long supported Ukrainian children and relief efforts, including helping the Revival Center expand its operations to help children with disabilities and also supporting groups providing new opportunities for homeless children. LifeNets further provided support for the first Ukrainian refugees coming from the 2014 Russian invasion in the Crimea and Donbass regions. As upwards of 5 million Ukrainian refugees today flee Russian bombs and marauding soldiers, Kubik feels a deep personal pain. He himself is a former Ukrainian refugee born in a German relocation camp following World War II. My parents, who had been relocated from Ukraine by the Nazis for forced labor, miraculously secured a U.S. sponsor after the war and we were able to immigrate to Minnesota, he said. I later had the good fortune to become a naturalized American citizen, but I still have family living in Ukraine. Kubik, who later this month will finish up the last of three terms as president of the United Church of God, headquartered in Milford, Ohio, has already ramped up LifeNet's outreach to Ukraine. After its founding more than two decades ago, LifeNet's International has grown to provide humanitarian assistance throughout the world. After reestablishing contact with officials of the Revival Centers and others in Ukraine, Kubik and his wife Beverly are sending aid for refugees and people still living in Ukraine. More than $150,000 has been raised for direct Ukrainian relief, which are now underway, and the Kubiks are seeking more ways to serve. Just to the side, more than $200,000 actually has been raised. LifeNets is different from very large relief organizations, Kubik explained. We look for and find specific opportunities to be of service among those who might have been inadvertently overlooked or among people and groups with needs with whom we can make a difference. Providing financial support that can be transformed into sustainable, self-sufficient transformation. This focus has led LifeNet's projects being established in Angola, Malawi, Zambia, Sri Lanka, Japan, Guatemala, the Philippines, the United States, and more. Projects may range from providing water access in parched rural areas to scholarships for medical and business training 
to collecting and providing specialty wheelchairs. Given its established humanitarian structure, Lifeness can collaborate with a broad number of organizations, from faith-based groups to large NGOs. Over the past 20 years, we have developed trusted relationships with several groups and contacts around the globe, said Beverly Kubik, who stepped up to direct Lifeness operations when her husband Victor became president of the United Church of God, which itself is active around the globe. As he prepares to step down from his longtime administrative position and 50 years of active service as a Christian minister, Kubik is already transitioning into an expanded role of service for Ukrainians. He first became involved with the Chernihiv Revival Center in 1996, when he traveled with a British pediatric surgeon to Kiev and the region. Reports of possible radiation-induced diseases from the Chernobyl nuclear disaster were coming from the area the now shuttered Chernobyl power facility, which is only 30 miles from Chernihiv, and Kubik and the surgeon wanted to see if help could be rendered, since the Soviet Union had fallen five years earlier and Ukraine was now an independent state. Kubik and the surgeon found great need, especially among the affected children and children with disabilities. The surgeon, Dr. Morris Frohn, founded the International Chernobyl Children's Trust in England and named Kubik as a trustee. Kubik promptly got to work helping assemble a national network of churches, relief groups, and concerned individuals. Well over 100 tons of clothing, medical supplies, computers, and other needed items were subsequently collected, organized, and shipped. From these efforts, the U.S.-based LifeNet's international organization was founded in 1999 well over 100 tons of clothing, medical supplies, computers, and other needed items were subsequently collected, organized, and shipped. From these efforts, the U.S.-based Lifeness International Organization was founded in 1999, which has continued to support the Chernihiv Center and other groups in Ukraine. As Ukraine's economy has been devastated from the Russian invasion, Lifeness is exploring direct means to support agricultural and business restoration through groups and individuals. Funds to provide food, water, and shelter are also being provided through trustworthy connections to reach needy people in Ukraine. The war now appears to be shaping up as a long war of attrition, said Kubik, who provides regular updates on lifenets.org. As an established 501c3 organization, we plan to continue raising funds and resources to make a difference and we invite all concerned to join us where they can. Interested people can contribute tax-deductible funds online through PayPal or credit cards on the LifeNets website or by mailing a donation to LifeNets International, 1227 Woodchase Trail, Batavia, Ohio, 45103. And here's a little additional comment about LifeNets International. It was founded in 1999 LifeNest International is a humanitarian 501c3 nonprofit organization that develops and conducts programs offering practical assistance throughout the world. These programs promote the well-being and self-sufficiency of disadvantaged people through a variety of direct building projects, including drinking water access in arid regions, scholarships, agricultural support, and other aid. Where possible, recipients of LifeNet's aid are encouraged to pass on LifeNet's benefits to others through service. LifeNet keeps administrative expenses to a minimum, focusing on delivering the highest possible impact from donations. We're listed on GuideStar, 
where LifeNet's IRS Forms I-990s can be viewed. LifeNet is transparent about its finances and regularly produces financial statements. For more information, please visit LifeNets.org. Thank you for joining us today. I thought I would just read some of what has been published in the last few weeks about the work that we're doing and about our efforts. Tell your friends about the Cubic Report. We can be found on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeart, and still pending our other outlets. We're just getting the hang of it. This is our fourth podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Come back soon for more.